MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcasts. The undeniable choice. It's sundown. The day has just begun. Good morning, good morning, good morning, everybody. Yes. <laughs> this is MDN Shows Running with the Times, only on MDN TV, the podcast. And I am Major Daughter. Welcome, welcome, welcome wherever you are. Tell everybody it's happening. It's now. It's you don't want to meet. You don't want to miss it. Meet us in the comments. We are live there. Engage. Comment, ask question, anything really. Let me tell you why today is so special. We're talking all things rental markets, property. If you are a property owner or you're on the lookout for a property to rent, whatever it is, you may just learn a thing of you. My guest has been in this business for nearly two decades. She's an expert. She's going to help you or teach how you can negotiate for a lower rent. Is that even possible? I hope so. Right after this. MDN TV, the podcast. Be abreast with now. Never miss a thing with MDN TV, the podcast. We love to keep you in the present with diverse goodies from secular and non-secular subjects of global interest. Join us. Grab more from these series. Listen to our podcasts. The undeniable the undeniable choice indeed for today is Rain Phillips. We asked the million dollar question. Why are rents skyrocketing? Why are rents increasing? Well, my guest is going to help us to do all that and answer the questions. Rain, thanks to Gazillion Times for your time, for your wisdom, and availing yourself. The mic swings to you now. Thank you. So much. I, I love this. I love your voice. I love the whole vibe of your your podcast. And I'm really excited to be here and um, hopefully be able to answer any questions and give your listeners some tips on how to score their dream apartment. Hmm. Let's just get to it. Or maybe before we yeah. even do, how did you get uh, started into rentals, property? What, 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 what well, did the interest come from? <laughs> well, um, pretty self-serving. I, I needed to make some money when I was living in New York City. <laughs> yes. <laughs> right? New York City. So I, I actually had my um, training years in, in Manhattan. I was a licensed real estate agent there, and I was doing um, rentals. It's a very competitive market. And I had some fun with it, but honestly, I moved from rentals into luxury property management for quite a few years. And then I jumped coast because it just felt like a good time to relocate to Los Angeles. And this is where I really began my leasing career. Now I'm at least eight years into full-time leasing, and it's really what I love. I love meeting new people. 
I love just seeing new apartment homes and, you know, just the joy of finding somebody in an apartment home that they've been looking for. It, it brings me personal pleasure and satisfaction. It's definitely something that, yes, I do make money from it, but I do really love my job yes. as well. So it's a good combination. Lovely. I believe so because you've been in this for over two decades. Now, to buy or to rent, <laughs> yeah. which one right now? Rain? Oh, which one? Um, how long have I been doing this? Gosh, it's probably close to two decades, like 18 years. Yes. In and up there. <laughs> oh, time flies. It's a lifetime. <laughs> yes, it has, especially jumping coast. There's such a big difference between the LA rental market and the New York City rental market. Um, here we can drive um, to meet clients and in New York you are always on foot or your clients would expect you to pay for a taxi. It's like, wait, there's no per diem for us. Like, you want to take a taxi, that's on you, but it's a different set of expectations. I know. You'd be doing all these walk-ups and all this stuff. Here, it's a little bit more low maintenance in terms of like moving around the city because everybody has a car here for the most part. Wow, I'm sure you wouldn't want to try walking in South Africa, but that's for another day. Let's talk about the brands. Why are they increasing? What's going on? Oh, what is going on? Yes, a lot of people are asking why are the rents so high? Um, there's so many variables to this. It's a multi-layered answer, but I think we should back into it by starting pre-COVID. The rent was just going up, and as the rent was going up, salaries were staying the same. So we're already on this bubble of rent increase, salaries stagnant, and what was happening at that point was that we were getting to the point where people really couldn't afford the rent anymore. And then COVID came, and COVID allowed this whole change as far as work from home, quarantine at home, and leaving, and a lot of people did an exodus out of Los Angeles. They didn't want to live here, but, you know, if you make a certain amount of money here, then you stay here because you can have a high income, and if you go someplace else, you may not get that high income, and you'll still have a lower cost of living. So a lot of people left the city, and it really became a strong renter's market. We had all this inventory and a lot of bargains, Mm. and then it was a very subtle shift and it became like as the vaccine was released um, people felt more comfortable living with coronavirus knowing how to self-protect with masks and washing their hands all these things life kind of just started progressing again because people just couldn't stay home anymore (laughs) and they started you know kind of peeking out and then of course the vaccine and then it became a really subtle shift where it went from a renter's market back to an owner's market And I'd say in the beginning of this year, it was solidly an owner's market where we saw prices go up and the owner's prices go up as well. So we have energy prices and water prices increasing and owners pay a lot themselves just to upkeep the property. So they're raising their rent, not just for, you know, sheer greed, but because they're trying to offset their own costs to maintain the property. So this is happening at the same time we're coming into our strong um, rental season, which is spring, summer. So the people who got the you know bargains or the deals in COVID, they're not moving. 
They know they have a deal. They're probably in rent control. So usually people would move over summer, but instead we have a majority of um, renters who don't move and the people who do move, very, very low percentage. And the people who are looking for apartment homes, it was so mean. There was not a lot of inventory in the city. People were applying without even seeing it and signing leases, site scene, which was really unheard of in my career. And that's, that's how bad things were. I was renting things like same day, like that was the norm over summer. So you had a few things, low inventory, um, cost of um, property upkeep, and just the season where people, there's a higher demand for housing in summer. Wow. And I'm just thinking, yeah. you say rents increase, salaries stayed the same. How is that even fair? Is this due to inflation or is it greed on the part of, I mean, shouldn't the employers be uh, thinking about increasing the salaries as well, looking at the cost of living? Right? I believe they should. I mean, I really do because it just seemed like there was a cap on salary increases where you have the, you have these CEOs that are making all of this money, like the 5%, and then you have yes. the, the workforce that's not in the C-suite where, honestly, I run so many applications a week, and I have to be really honest with you, I, there's not a lot of people that are making over 80K a year, hmm. which to me is like kind of like adult minimum wage or a little bit more, because you think about it, you have to, the old adage was, you would only spend like 20% on your housing. But now we're creeping into 30 and 40% of your salary on housing, yes. which is really jeopardizing America's or anybody's future because you can't save. So you can't save for retirement. So you can see what's going on is that your number one necessity is housing, which I believe is a human right. So when you start edging out the person who's doing these you know, common job that's not a doctor, that's not a lawyer, that's not doing tech or entertainment, that's just making like an average salary, you really see the sacrifice that they're making just to just to pay the rent. Wow. That's bad. Now is rent it is bad and it's in a perfect form. Yes. And I wonder if anything can be done about it. Now, is renting becoming the the new norm or the norm now? Right. Well, I'm focused on the rental market. So, from what I hear from people who want to buy a single family home or a condo, they have to save for the down payment. So they're in the process of budgeting their money and trying to save for the down payment. It's very expensive to buy something in Los Angeles. This market, like I would say the entry level price just for a condo would probably be 800. Um, but anything that you want as far as single family homes, that's really starting in the um, seven figure. Hmm. Now in, yeah, it's a lot of money. It, it, it <laughs> a lot is. of money to live here. It's, it's and huge. you don't get a lot of value. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's, it's a huge figure, but I'm just thinking, and I'm just going to throw this at you. In South Africa, we, we have a lot of homeowners, right? We have defaulting tenants. I think just renting business is risky, but 
maybe you may not think so. They, they have a lot of um, tenants who default on, the, on, on their rental. And then at the same time, they are not evictable or easily evictable because of the laws around it. One of the laws is that if you want to evict somebody, you must uh, make sure that you provide them with an alternative place to stay. Now I want to find out, is it the same in America? No, no. I mean, it's pretty difficult to evict someone. I mean, there's guardrails that were surrounding the COVID. We had a rent moratorium. Yes. Because so many people were laid off, so you couldn't be evicted. I mean, we have a, we're at a homeless crisis in LA. I mean, hmm. it's walking outside, you just see so many of these camps. We call them camps where it will just be like a block or a row of just people set up in tents. And it's, it's very hard to deal with. So, I mean, emotionally you walk, you come by them and you're like, oh my God, they have nowhere to go. And yes. so they set up um, a moratorium and then the government came in during COVID and they, if you applied for rental assistance, everybody that I know that applied for it, their rent was covered. And I think that almost lasted two years. I mean, yes. California is a liberal state and it will protect its, um, its I want to say residents. So, but here, if you do get evicted, I have to say, we don't give you any kind of relocation assistance, even though I think that's a very kind thing to do. Hmm. So in that way, you wouldn't say it's a risky to enter the rental market as a homeowner. No, I mean, I think it's, um, I think anything when you go and, you know, you really got to evaluate what you're going to rent. Is it your personal home? Is it a small duplex? And I think the most important thing is to qualify the renter, yes. make sure that they have good credit, that they make three times the rent, um, that they have a strong renter's history, that they've paid rent in a timely manner, and that they're employed. But even with these things in place, I mean, life happens. I mean, nobody really saw this pandemic happening. I mean, that was not predictable. And so you have these people who, you know, they have strong income, but maybe they don't save. And so they weren't prepared. They were not prepared to pay rent because they were maybe living like with a little bit of savings, but nothing significant. Like I said, LA is very expensive to live in and, I could see like why people may not be in the habit of saving because there's always the next check. Like I'll start this habit next time. <laughs> so yeah, it was a very, very tough time. I think for the whole world. Yeah. Let's talk about um, negotiating for a lower rent. Is it even possible? And how does one go about it? Here's a place. I love it. It's an apartment. But I feel they're asking for too much. Can I negotiate? How do I go about it? Right? Yes, you can negotiate. And you can negotiate successfully. So some of the tips I would give, like let's say you have your eye on this apartment home and you see like on one of the platforms, I don't know what you use, but here we have Zillow and Zumper. You can see how long the listing's been online. So the longer it's staying online and it hasn't been rented, but it's a nice place, you can maybe make the assumption that it's overpriced because it hasn't been rented. So when you go in, you have 
everything together. You know that you have strong credit. You know that you have three times the rent. You know that you'd make a great resident. So you should um, ask them in advance, is the landlord or the owner, are they willing to negotiate on the rent? So try and find out. And usually they'll come back to you and they'll say, we'll think about this once you submit an application. Because they don't want to waste anybody's time. They want to make sure you're serious. So I would in turn counter and say, listen, I would need like $200 off if, if I was going to move in. That's part of my budget. And they may come back and say, listen, we would be willing maybe to do a hundred and then you'll know right away. So try and frame out the number that you want and then put in your application with a personal note. Wow. (laughs) Never heard of that. You put an application with a personal note. What do I really say on this personal note, Rain? Oh, I apologize. I have a cough. Um, oh, you should, yeah, you, you were saying I? we should put an application with a personal note, and that's where we lost you. Please, we want to know what do we say in the yeah. note? This changes yeah, the game. I'm very interested in this apartment home. I have this credit score, I make this income, I have a savings account wow. in case of emergency, I have references. I'm a you know, you can check my landlord, um, my employer, or my own business. Just really try and strengthen the letter, just saying you'll take care of the place, and just point to people who can uh, substantiate this, whether it's your employer, your current landlord. That's really important, and I think it's also a very nice personal touch because not a lot of people do it, but here you are presenting yourself. I don't want to make it like a resume, but it is like a thank you card after you go to a party or after you have an interview, just saying like, thank you, here I am and this is why I think I would be the best for this and if you could please consider $100 off, it would really make the difference for me. It may not make a difference for them because they're already gonna have, a, let's say $3,000, so what, it's 2,900. But for you, it's a $1,200 annual savings, that's a difference. Hmm. Personal note, this is a game changer for me. I, I want to know if this same uh, strategy could be applied when you are purchasing a home, an apartment, or um, oh. a building. Could you put a personal note? Because it changes, it puts that, it puts that um, personal touch. I mean, just reading it changes everything. But will this apply or could this apply to when one is um, purchasing a building, a place, a home, apartment, rain? Absolutely. There's been many times that there's been um, examples written where they talk about, especially in single family homes where there's multiple bids, but someone's come in and said, listen, I'm going to have my family here. And I see that you've raised your family and now you're moving on. But we plan on having the same intention of keeping up your garden and all these things that you really want to write. And that sometimes it's not just about the money. Sometimes it's about the person and knowing that this person has taken the moment to really you know, appeal to you and say, listen, we have something in common. Like, we're, we both love this place. I'm going to take care of it. I'm asking for it. 
because I mean, now in the homeowner's market, people are really like outbidding others. I mean, I'm not talking about like $25,000. There's stories where people are going $100,000 over ask. So I think it's really important in a competitive market to try and not just a personal note, but maybe there's something else out there where you can think of, we can set yourself apart. Where by writing something about yourself that's not going to show up on an application, then you really yes. have a chance to give the owner um, a broader view of who you are as a person, as a homeowner, or as a renter that they would never know because they're not, most likely, they're not going to meet you. I serve as the liaison between the owner and the renter. So um, <clears throat> I have to present your information to the landlord. And if you write the note, then I'll say, and also they, you know, they took the time to write a personal note. They're yes. really interested in this apartment home. They're asking for a little bit of money off, but however, if they have this great credit, they have excellent um, references. I think they're a good choice. Um, and you should, you know, read their letter and they'll explain more why. And a lot of times it, it works. It really does. It may not, they may counter, but it's still going to be something. And in my book, something's better than nothing. It's a game changer. Believe me, you. Now, is it wise for property owners who are, who are looking to rent out their units to rely on the property selling itself? Or what should be done? Um, no, I really think the owner should take responsibility to not leave it to the agent to just sell as is. <laughs> they should go ahead and try and keep your property updated. It has to be ready to compete with other properties, especially in a large where you have a lot of competition. Yes. So, um, keeping it fresh with a newer appliance package. I mean, before it was just like, you know, your regular refrigerator. Stainless steel is now commonplace. Um, so it's like having a custom accent wall. The carpet is gone. Like nobody wants carpet. It's just allergies and dirt. Everybody wants to have a laminate floor or a wood floor. Um, so those I would say would be the basics. Also keeping the outside of the building safe and secure as much as you can by um, having motion lights and just curb appeal. Some place where you want to pull up and be like, yes, this is where I live, and it has good landscaping, you know, good energy. That's up to the owner, the property manager, to um, make sure that it looks good. You want to live there. Like, it kind of calls to you. You feel at home. It's like a vibe. Wow. I'm I'm just thinking, you want to make your property more desirable. You want to make your property shine. You want your property to stand out. What do you do as a property owner? Rain? Oh, wow. Well, I would definitely do something different. I like the idea about, I mean, again, we're working with a blank canvas. You have just an unfurnished apartment home. So make sure it's painted. Again, I really like the idea of using minimal um, like design to make it stand out. And that would include just an accent wall, even if it's just enough you know, a different tone. So instead of doing like whatever they use, they one of the popular colors here is called Swiss coffee. Um, so it's like a really neutral white. It's not like just 
so stark where you feel like you're kind of going to go mad. <laughs> it's like, <laughs> really? Yes. You know, too much will make you feel like you're in a hospital. So <laughs> you want to make it really appealing as far as the people. <laughs> and then I always say everybody has a light fixture. I'm like, go outside and like find something that really yes. fits the space. You have a bossy feeling. Do something cool that hangs. And I mean, just, I mean, I know that everybody wants to go to Home Depot because it's easy and all these things, but it's good if you think outside and really compliment what you have for the apartment home. I, I like that. I like the property owners doing the extra step as well. And yes. I think it benefits them and the renter. Now, do you, uh, I've got a few more questions because a lot is coming to my mind just by what you said. What do you feel are the main mistakes property owners are making right now on the markets, on the rental markets? Wait, what do I feel is for the, the property the owners? Ma- the main mistakes, the main mistakes the property owners are making right now in the rental spaces, especially the newbies. Those are just coming in as new owners and they want to rent out their places. What are those mistakes that they're making? Rain? Oh, sure. Okay, they don't like... This is something where I have to... I'll be very transparent. So it is a market. And so like any market, it has ups and downs, ebbs and flows. So you have to be able to adjust the pricing. Like if you introduce your property and after two or three weeks, you see that you're not getting a lot of traffic, a lot of people aren't touring, things in the neighborhood comparables are renting. Yes, You should really think about adjusting your price. I mean, don't wait so long that you have a property, a vacancy or a you know, deficit in your rent roll because you're stuck on a certain price. Like, oh, this place is so great. I did these upgrades. I did all these things. I, I should get this amount. Yes. Well, that's an emotional response to a business <laughs> yes. um, situation. It, yes, I understand. You did invest all these things, but it may not be the time for the market to um, respond to that kind of pricing. So you should swiftly adjust your pricing. It's a market. It goes up and it goes down. I think for a long time, um, property owners just thought it was going to go up. (laughs) But it really went down. I mean, right now we're seeing some properties come back on market that were rented during COVID. And like some of the two bedrooms were $24.95 on special. And here's the difference. Now they're going for $31.95. And sometimes the the property markets may just not be ready for what you're asking for. Let's talk about Airbnb. Your thoughts on that? Rain? Airbnb, yes. What about (laughs) them? Yes. Some some feel, well, I don't want rentals as in the, the old traditional way. I want to do Airbnb, bringing people, they stay a week, they go, I get my money now, don't need to wait for month and I don't need to go through all the complications of contracts and the likes. Oh, yeah, it's true because if you want to do a furnished rental, um, 
Airbnb has a strong mediation team. I mean, they take your money, they hold your money, and then they make sure that everybody was satisfied before you get your money. And of course, um, they take a lot. I mean, it's pretty expensive from the owner's point of view and from the, you know, the occupant because their taxes are like insane. I mean, I felt it was very high and I just took a vacation and we were going to stay in an Airbnb, but it turned out that staying in a hotel just was more feasible. It had a pool. Um, it was offering breakfast. I mean, it just had these things that we were like, you know what? The, The hotel game has really, um, has really responded to the Airbnb market and made it more friendly to stay in a hotel. Hmm. A few people in top housing markets buying these days or people have stayed away from buying. They're just concentrating on renting. It's so difficult to get into the market right now. I mean, it's competitive. Interest rates have gone up and really have to have a large down payment to make it work with your salary. Yes, I find like in LA, it's an A market. Um, even I've been looking to buy a home with a friend in Los Angeles and we're just doing our ducks in a row. So I'm learning about it. Just, I am a real estate agent, but I focus on rentals. So I'm just learning about this a little bit and I'm like, wow, this is intense. I'm like, we really need to know what we're doing here to, you know, get what we want. So we actually decided to wait till next year. <laughs> we were like, let's play out 2022 and like start this project because like honestly, we're so unprepared. Like we need to save more and really like come to terms with how this would work. I guess so. But I, yeah, but I do like the idea. Something else that um, people are people really want to buy. They're, they want to be homeowners. There's a pride to being a homeowner. And I yes. think there's a real sense of freedom when you're a renter. But now a lot of these, a lot of people are coming together and they're pooling their money to buy like a two-story home. So at least they can get a contract going with friends. I have some friends who just bought um, with other friends in Joshua Tree in the desert. So they have a vacation home there, but they Airbnb it during the high season, split the profits, and then they vacation there um, during the low season. Mm. Will the Los Angeles rental market become just as competitive as New York City and San Francisco? Your thoughts? Oh, I think it's there. I think we're very close to it. I mean, right now we have a shortage of housing and the housing that's being built is very expensive. So the older housing in LA is big. You can get a lot of square footage with real closets. Wow. Or the trend now is um, the new buildings. They don't want you so much to live in your apartment homes. They want you to enjoy the amenities of the building. So you'll see a large rooftop with like a gas fireplace, some grills, maybe a pool. And then you'll have um, a screening room or a business center. And But your apartment home itself will have smaller square footage, um, but it will have a washer dryer, central AC. I mean, it will look great. It will be well designed. But as, as far as like the features, but it won't give you that sense of a classic old school apartment home. Yes. It will have smaller closets without the depth, have a sharp kitchen, smaller bedroom, but maybe like a larger living space. So it's always, it's always changing and responding to the market, how 
um, things are being designed and what people are doing right now as far as how they're living. Hmm. New York is where I'm going. <laughs> Look, really? I, I'm telling yeah. you, I mean, it's even easy to get to New York than try to get to um, Los Angeles. I mean, New York is direct flight from South Africa. <laughs> wow. Oh, yeah. Yes. Well, I think you love them both. I mean, they're just so different. You can't really compare them, but New York is a fast-paced, brilliant city with high energy. And you have LA and there, there's an expression saying like, um, LA is New York just laying down. <laughs> I mm. forget who to attribute what author, but LA is so big where New York, you can feel yourself going through the different neighborhoods where you're going to Chelsea or Times Square, the Upper West Side. As you're going oh. through, you can feel like it changing the buildings. Just everything is like a different, the shops, all of that. But here yes. in LA, it was so confusing when I moved here. I'm like, okay, this is really all palm trees and 7-Eleven. Someone needs to tell me where LA is because if you yeah. never feel like you arrive here where in New York you have a sense of like, I'm here in LA. You're like, I'm here? <laughs> it's so much more laid back. huge. Yes. It's, it's apples and oranges. It cannot be compared. <laughs> yeah. Totally. Look, we have come to the tail end, but it will be an error to let you go without talking about uh, dependability, keen intuition and ability to anticipate clients' preferences. How do you do that? Because your success is attributed to these three things, dependability. I didn't think that you need intuition when it comes to the property market. Rain? Oh, absolutely. Um, you really need to have a rapport with your clients. Like in yes. one of my last transactions, I met them at a building. Well, I could tell right away they were, it wasn't for them. It was like the bedrooms were too small, all these things. And I said, well, um, okay. you have something just, just a few blocks away. I mean, do you have time to go look at this? And they walked in. They're like, we want it. It was everything that they wanted. So if you have more things to show people, definitely take the time to get to know them. Yes. Find out what they're looking for. And I think on the renter's responsibility is to know what you're looking for. Know like what your deal makers and your deal breakers are. I mean, do you need stainless steel appliances and central AC? I moved myself recently. I wanted to have central AC, a balcony, in-unit washer-dryer, and um, stainless steel appliances. Okay, so I got the balcony and the stainless steel appliances. <laughs> I got two out of four. So even, every, and I'm in this business, so you have to be willing to compromise yes. and know where you're willing to compromise. Also, LA is very car-centric, and I always tell people, I'm like, your happiness is equal to how much you have to drive every day. Make sure... If you're doing flex work hours, you may have to go back to the office. Make sure that you're still staying within 30 minutes so you can get there easily and not have to, you know, deal with a lot of traffic because yes. that's, that's a big part of people's time is just moving around the city. Hmm. Wow. We yeah. have... <laughs> 
you know, time flies when you're having fun, but this is just more than fun. How can our listeners and our viewers continue the conversation? How can they find out more about you? Because this is not enough. We want to continue the conversation, especially the personal notes. Yes, I have a website. It's www.theleasingdepartment.com. I have a section where you can reach out to me um, and ask any questions, or you can call me. I'm on WhatsApp as well. I'm happy to help anybody, even if we're we're in different markets. I mean, I feel that there's a lot of um, similarities as far exactly, as to renting. Exactly, yes. And it's kind of a universal thing. We all need to have a place to live. So yes. hopefully I can give you a hand or just answer some questions for you if um, you're wondering again about negotiation or writing a letter. Any of the topics that we touched on, if you want to um, talk further, I'm happy to assist. Wow. Thanks, a gazillion times, Rain Phillips. You have really opened my eyes. I want to tell you, for me, the personal note is a game changer. Your last words. (laughs) Yes, I love it. Maybe it works in other areas, too, because I think once you start using your voice and asking for something that you want and you don't get it, you have to remember, it's just business. I mean, they're business owners. They do negotiations negotiations every day maybe that's not part of your everyday life so you're not used to it but it's a muscle and once you start working it more you'll get really used to it and maybe start someplace like a farmer's market where there's more bartering or negotiation just to start using your voice more yeah be your own advocate I can tell you my mind has gone wild on that one. I had to really (laughs) write it down. (laughs) I just started seeing more things that could be done with a little touch of a piece of a personal note. This is my heart. Hear me? (laughs) Yes, exactly. I mean, so many people really want to um, reach out and let people know that they're more than just a piece of paper, like what you're seeing, like, this is why and please let me know what you use a special talent for now that you know we <laughs> want know more how it works for you definitely definitely you're patting shots please what would you like to say to our to the world oh my gosh well I'd like to wish everybody <laughs> I'd like to raise the higher energetic vibe and wish you all peace I mean just hoping that we can all for the whole world that we all just know that we all live on this planet and we all have to make it habitable for each other and for the next generation. So do your part. I mean, whether you're doing your part living in a renter or a, a home, you have to take that same energy and take care of the planet as well. Woo! Ladies and gentlemen, Rain Phillips, <laughs> you have had it from the expert who's been doing this for nearly two decades, over two decades, whatever it is. Go try it. Look, that personal note is my takeaway. Let's jump into the website. Let's jump into LinkedIn. Let's meet her there and continue the conversation. Yes! 